Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. It's day 528 and we come to Psalm 78. Interesting psalm for us to be coming to today because it's a masculine of Asaph. And just yesterday we were in 1 Chronicles 6, which is the genealogy of the tribe of Levi. And part of what we saw in that genealogy was when David appointed Asaph and, and Korah as two heads of singing families within the tribe of Levi, and so the sons of Korah and then the Asaph line. So this is written by someone from within that Asaph line. Perhaps by the original Asaph himself, or perhaps by one of his descendants. And then we also observed yesterday that one of the responsibilities of the Levites was to teach the law to God's people so they would know the law. And this is a teaching psalm, a masculine is a teaching psalm, and as we'll see as we go through it, it's it's largely teaching about the law, but also about the history uh, of God's dealings with his people. And so it is teaching the word of God to the people of God through song, uh, which is a very appropriate thing for the tribe of Levi to be doing. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity we have to be in your word this morning. It's a gift and a blessing to be able to be together, and your, your word is a tremendous treasure to us. We pray that you would write Psalm 78 on our hearts this morning, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Psalm 78, as I said, it is a masculine of Asaph. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will utter my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, but tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers to teach their children that the next generation might know him, the children yet unborn, and arise and tell them to their children, so that they should set their hope in God, and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments, and that they should not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose spirit was not steadfast, whose, sorry, whose heart was not steadfast, whose spirit was not faithful to God. The Ephraimites, armed with the bow, turned back on the day of battle. They did not keep God's covenant, but refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. In the sight of their fathers, he performed wonders in the land of Egypt. In the fields of Zoan, he divided the sea and let them pass through it. He made the waters stand like a heap. In the daytime, he led them with a cloud and all the night with a fiery light, he split rocks in the wilderness and gave them to drink abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. Yet they sinned still more against him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. They tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They spoke against God, saying, Can God spread a table in the wilderness? He struck the rock, 
so that water gushed out and streams overflowed. Can he also give bread and provide meat for his people? Therefore, when the Lord heard, he was full of wrath. A fire was kindled against Jacob. His anger rose against Israel because they did not believe in God and did not trust his saving power. Yet he commanded the skies above and opened the doors of heaven until he rained down on them manna to eat and gave them the grain of heaven. Men ate of the bread of the angels. He sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he led them out by the south wind. He rained meat on them like dust, winged birds like the sand of the seas. He let them fall in the midst of their camp, all around their dwellings, and they ate and were filled, well filled, for he gave them what they craved. But before they had satisfied their craving, while the food was still in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them, and he killed the strongest of them and laid low the young men of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned. Despite his wonders, they did not believe. So he made their days vanish like a breath and their years in terror. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, the Most High, their Redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast toward him. They were not faithful to his covenant. Yet he, being compassionate, atoned for their iniquity and did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. He remembered that they were but flesh, a wind that passes and comes not again. How often they rebelled against him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. They tested God again and again and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power on the day when he redeemed them from the foe, when he performed his signs in Egypt and his marvels in the fields of Zoan. He turned their rivers to blood so that they could not drink of their streams. He sent among them swarms of flies which devoured them and frogs which destroyed them. He gave their crops to the destroying locust and the fruit of their labor to the locust. He destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamores with frost. He gave over their cattle to the hail and their flocks to thunderbolts. He let loose on them his burning anger, wrath, indignation, and distress, a company of destroying angels. He made a path for his anger. He did not spare them from death, but gave their lives over to the plague. He struck down every firstborn in Egypt, the first fruits of their strength in the land of Ham. Then he led out his people like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. He led them in safety so that they were not afraid. But the sea overwhelmed their enemies. And he brought them into his holy land to the mountain which his right hand had won. He drove out nations before them. He apportioned them for a possession and settled the tribes of Israel in their tents. Yet they tested and rebelled against the Most High God, and did not keep his testimonies, 
but turned away and acted treacherously like their fathers, they twisted like a deceitful bow, for they provoked him to anger with their high places. They moved him to jealousy with their idols. When God heard, he was full of wrath, and he utterly rejected Israel. He forsook his dwelling at Shiloh, the tent where he dwelt among mankind, and delivered his power to captivity, his glory to the hand of the foe. He gave his people over to the sword and vented his wrath on his heritage. Fire devoured their young men, and their young women had no marriage song. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Then the, war, then the Lord awoke as from sleep, like a strong man shouting because of wine, and he put his adversaries to rout. He put them to everlasting shame. He rejected the tent of Joseph. He did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loves. He built his sanctuary like the high heavens, like the earth, which he has founded forever. He chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from following the nursing ewes. He brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, Israel, his inheritance. With upright heart, he shepherded them and guided them with his skillful hand. Well, that is Psalm 78, a masculine of Asaph. And we can see very clearly throughout this pretty long psalm, the way that Asaph is using the history of God's people to teach them. And I think this was written by the original Asaph, the one who was appointed by David, because the, the climax of the psalm, the culmination of it, is to teach them that David has been the one chosen by God to lead Israel. And so that all of Israel, he's talking about Ephraim, right, which is a specific reference to these northern tribes, to Jacob, to Israel, to all the tribes. And he's, he's calling them all to submit to and follow after David and the Davidic kingship and the leadership of Judah, which is the southernmost tribe. So that one is one of the early problems, and it's going to you know, come to a head after Solomon. Um, but even in David's day, holding together these 12 tribes that really throughout the period of the judges had very separate histories and fought different wars at different times, followed different judges. Very few of the judges had all of Israel behind them. They usually led a couple of tribes or a coalition of a few tribes uh, and so here, the, the culmination of this is David is king. Judah has been chosen by the Lord. Everyone needs to follow him. And <clears throat> what's being taught them from their history is that there's disastrous consequences when you don't follow the Lord and follow uh, his covenant. When you break covenant with the Lord, when you don't trust him, when you don't obey him, when you don't follow him, when you go astray from him, there are disastrous consequences. That going astray could come in the form of grumbling and complaining, or it could come in the form of outright idolatry. And we might think, well, yeah, those that Exodus generation, they were just terrible. I mean, how, how could they? they? They were fed by God with manna from heaven every day. They were blessed in ways that are just wonderful and miraculous, and yet they were grumbling in their hearts. They were complaining against God. They were going astray after idols. But we need to slow down a little bit and think with a lot more humility 
and introspection and realize we are blessed by God every day. Everything we have comes from God. Every, everything we have comes from God. And we're blessed. And yet how quickly do we complain about what we don't have? And how quickly do our hearts turn aside to the idols of the world and the promises that they're making? And we think, well, maybe if I went after that, I might get what I need there, right? We're not that much different. Yet the good news that we have this side of the cross is to know that it's not just David, but it's the greater David. It's not just Judah, but it's the lion of the tribe of Judah who has come and who has fulfilled the law of God, who has taken the wrath of God upon himself. It's referenced in Psalm 78 to how the Lord made atonement for his people, but that was a temporary and partial atonement. God has made full and final atonement through the Lord Jesus Christ, the greater David, the lion of the tribe of Judah. He has come. And now the call to us is to follow King Jesus. Follow after Jesus. Submit to him as our Lord and Savior. Follow after him as the captain of our salvation. Be loyal to him as the author and finisher of our faith. Lift him up as the hope of the nations. Because he's the one who led us in exodus out of our own Egypts, where we were in bondage to slavery and sin and death. And we, he brought us into the promised land of being in the kingdom of God, where we, where we can fight against the, the giants in the land and the enemies of God's people, bled by our captain. And one day he'll bring us into our eternal new Jerusalem. And so the call to us from Psalm 78 is learn from the history of the Bible to not complain, argue, grumble, get distracted, get led astray, but be thankful that Jesus has fulfilled it all, that he is the greater David and the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the bright and morning star, the captain of our salvation, our everything. And we can and should follow him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for life in him. Fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And let us run with endurance the race that is before us by faith in Christ, not trusting in ourselves, not distracted by the world, but trusting in Jesus day by day. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. That's Psalm 78. Thanks for joining me for that. Tomorrow we'll be back in First Chronicles, picking up with First Chronicles chapter 7. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Amen.